Niners Nation podcast. And Julio Jones isn't a Niner yet, but it's going to happen soon. I can feel it. I can feel it. There's no way it's not going to happen. And uh, don't hold me accountable when, it, accountable when it doesn't happen. Niner Nate here with you again. Once again, we are talking some 49ers football. I got some cool guests for you here today. I got Bia Mechi and JB of the 49365 podcast. How are you guys doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. I, I like your energy. That You turned it up a notch. <laughs> Most definitely, man. I'm feeling good, feeling great. I apologize to all the viewers for the mask. Um, I'm definitely right now in the airport at, at North Carolina, actually. Um, just got back from Puerto Rico um, doing some video work out there this weekend, but I had to stop on the podcast. We had set the date for today, and I wasn't going to miss it. So, hey, man, it's positive energy and good vibes. I'm glad to be here. Me and, me and Nate been talking through locker room primarily for the past I don't even know how long but he helped me get through draft season so I'm definitely excited to be a part of his podcast finally and make this thing happen absolutely totally well tell the viewers about your podcast real quick before we start getting to chop it up about you know the Niners and Julio Jones let's hear about it so we started our podcast like 2015 uh, like during the Tom Sula like during right before right before the Tom Sula season so uh, we started up a podcast we just uh we called it four nine three six five because we were t- we were releasing a podcast every day. So you know, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we, we did it for about um, I don't know, like over a year and a half, like really strong. Um, and, and basically, it's it's basically we first cousins, me and Amechi, we first cousins. We've been close ever since childhood. So it's really just kind of two cousins talking about Niner football. And, you know, that's definitely a passion of ours, obviously. Um, and so we did it, like, for about a year and a half strong. Um, and then, you know, kind of slipped off. But we we we, uh, we back into it. I think the draft kind of sparked a new emotion. And it kind of got us back into the thing. So we recorded our first podcast last week back. Um, and we're just going to keep, keep, it, keep it going. Totally. I mean, like, that's the thing. I think a lot of people realized, you know, when the Niners basically ran the media for almost a whole freaking week or not even week weeks, almost a month, basically like that. Hey, this is a really good football team and more people should be talking about it. And I think a lot of people, you know, want to hear about what's going on with the Niners. And I think the best part is, you know, getting a lot of different opinions from a lot of different people, of course, here at the Niners Nation podcast network, we want you to listen to all our shows, but yeah, listen to different fans, different opinions on things. There's so much stuff going on. There's so much to talk about, you know, it's not just Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance like Twitter wants you to believe. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. And, you know, we're going to start with my new favorite topic, I think, first tonight, tonight is, uh, you know, Julio Jones. We're coming up on this uh, this free agency two, basically, is what they're calling it, it seems like. A lot of people being like, you know, hey, uh, there's a chance some cool stuff could be happening here. And, uh, I mean, Julio Jones is available. Let's start with UJB. Like, if Julio Jones is there, what are you willing to give up for him? Like, I mean, do you think that, that there's a possibility? I think there's a possibility. But what do you, do you think there's a possibility Julio Jones could be a 49er? I think there's a possibility because of Shanahan's history with him. And, and um, bro, you know what? I've been, I've been watching a lot of 94 games, like the season when we won the Super Bowl. I've been watching a lot of those games that year. Um, and what, what just stands out is just – just how how many good players we had on the team. Like, it was just stacked. And I just feel like at the end of the day, Julio Jones is a one-of-one. One. Like, you, there's not there's not Julio Jones out there, like, that's in the draft coming up. or there, There's just – that's one – that's a generational receiver. So I just feel like if you have, put him on the Niners with Kittle, with uh, Mostert, you know, with, with the run game, with Shanahan, with Debo – like that is like that's gonna take us to a way different level. I don't know what we should give give up to get him, um, but I just feel like John Lynch. Uh, I would want him to be aggressive. Um, you know, like I said, it's football is all about players and talent. Like that, that's really who's gonna win win championships. And Julio Jones, like you know, like I said, one of one type player. <laughs> exactly, I, and two, um, you know. You think about it, and the, the the NFC West has really been a division of you know aggressive aggressive football teams. The Rams trade all these picks for Jalen Ramsey. The Seahawks trade all these picks for Jamal Adams. The 49ers have now traded you know first round picks for Trey Lance. But I think like you know the aggressiveness and the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is in that division. You still have Robert Woods. Like the thing is, this division probably has like some of the best football players in the world. 
And so you, if you have the chance to add a guy like Julio Jones to this roster, I mean, I just don't see a way you don't do it as long as it's not a first round pick. I don't know about you, B, but like, I'm thinking a first round pick might be too much for me, especially like what team is like, I want a 2024 first round pick. What do you think, man? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, a first-round pick's probably too rich, but it seems like a lot of teams aren't really offering that right now. My whole thing is, like, Julio is definitely icing on the cake. You know, he's not somebody who we quote-unquote need right now, but at the same time, I think he would make things so much more smooth for us just in terms of having that depth in the star player at that wide receiver position. I personally feel like the main thing, the main thing that's attracting me to Julio and really any receiver that's available, I don't know who else – I haven't really done too much thinking about what other receivers would be available. I know we traded for Emmanuel Sanders in the middle of the season uh, two years ago, so that might be a play you know, down the road depending on how the third wide receiver is looking for us. But I think like the thing with Julio is like Debo and Brandon Ayuk's injury history. Brandon Ayuk doesn't have an extensive injury history, but he had some hamstring issues, I believe, uh, at Arizona State. And we already know Debo's had his issues. So to me, the way that Debo's been playing for us and, you know, doing all the jet sweeps and playing kind of like a hybrid running back style, it would just make me a lot more comfortable if we had a really, really solid, and obviously Julio's more than solid, um, you know, third receiver, because I feel like we need it more so than for having an actual third receiver that's playing, you know, uh, a bunch of snaps during the games, but just having depth at that position in case somebody goes out. That's my whole thing. Exactly. I think that having Julio Jones you know, while that contract is a little scary for a team that, you know, really doesn't want to have big contracts on, they have a, you know, potentially not, I'm not going to go there, but a potential backup quarterback that's making, you know, starting quarterback money in this league, which is a little scary. But I feel like with Julio, it just adds a dimension to the game where I don't even care who's quarterback anymore because Julio Jones plus Kyle Shanahan plus that defense, it's just insane. And so, you know, let's talk a little bit about this roster a little bit. We're going to, let's do, let's have a, let's just, I did this game. I did a game last week. We're gonna do a game again this week. Let's talk about your most underrated player on the 49ers right now. Cause we all know Julio Jones would never be underrated on the 49ers. So I'm going to start with you real quick, JB. If you had to pick one underrated player on the 49ers right now. So a guy who just doesn't get enough love, doesn't get enough love from the fans, the team, whatever. No one's talking about how good he is. I'm going to let you go first, and then I'll, I'll, I'll end it because I'll make it a little harder for myself. But you go first. Who's your most underrated player on the 49ers right now? Man, so definitely, like, there's one person who's come to mind. And he's, like, people show him love, but I think he's way underappreciated, and that's Raheem Mostert. Um, I think Mostert is probably one of the fastest players in the NFL. He actually was a special teams guy. Like, you know, he, he really put in work. He put in work. Uh, he did the dirty work. Um, I think fans don't like him because, uh, you know, last year when he was kind of demanding to get a pay raise, um, you know, after the Super Bowl year. So I think that kind of rubbed fans the wrong way. But, you know, these are all players, all of them, none of them, like, are they all going to be loyal to their money. Um, and so I don't know. I just feel like Raheem Moser, like, I think he's a, a, you know, he got injured last year. So, you know, but but Kittle's been injured. I'm not You know, and people love Kittle. People love, people love Boza. People love Debo. I feel like Mostert could be up there with those guys. What about you, B? Who's your guy? Yeah, it's a good selection, JB. Um, the thing with Mostert, I think he's definitely has the most underrated celebration in probably all the sports. So we definitely got to give him that, man. When it's surfing time, you got to go, you know, get your board out, go surf, surfing out there on them. That's definitely uh, gets everybody juice. Now I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a, a player who I think has maximized his opportunities. Um, save special teams. I don't know about special teams, but I'm going with Richie James. Um, as somebody who, for whatever reason, I don't feel like he's gotten that many opportunities. And when he's been in the games, he's done pretty well from all accounts and purposes. I mean, other than special teams, like I said, he hasn't been the best kick return and punt returner, but, you know, he had the fumble in Dallas. Um, but he's had some dynamic plays as well. I think he scored in the Seahawks his first year on special teams, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, he's, he's not super, super fast or super explosive, but, you know, he's fast enough and he's reliable. I mean, he's had some injury history. I'm not going to just say he's been 100% injury-free. I mean, who, who is on our team? Um, but for the most part, he's been available. And when he's gotten his opportunities, I feel like he's played well. You know, he's not a guy who you see drop a lot of passes. Obviously, there's a Green Bay game with all the backups where he really had the, you know, the night of his, his life. Um, but I just feel like he's been solid. And I even felt like, when he came in, same draft class as um, Trent Taylor, and Trent Taylor got so many opportunities. You know, he got so he got a lot of opportunities. Honestly, um, his first year he balled out, did his thing, 
But, you know, after that, his career, you know, obviously injuries, but his career kind of went down. I just felt like Richie James always should have had more opportunities than Trent Taylor. And I didn't understand why that wasn't the case. But um, I'm definitely going to go with uh, Richie James for the most underrated guy because he's done everything that he can with his opportunities. I think, you know, what's interesting is we've talked a lot about this show on, on about, you know, wide receiver three. You know, now that, that, that Kendrick Bourne's gone, I think Kendrick Bourne would have been the number one guy for this pick because I think people underappreciated him when he was here because he caught everything. And, you know, the one drops he had, like, yeah, there were bad ones. But the thing was, like, he was always on the field. He was always reliable. And the thing is, like, I, I'm hoping that they give Richie James another shot you know, to to be the wide receiver three, even if they go get Julio, you know, just give him more chances. I think that maybe Jimmy G just doesn't trust him or something. But yeah, I agree. Richie James in that game against Green Bay last year, you know, I think everyone was like, oh, it's going to be Trent Taylor. Trent Taylor for sure will be the target. And it was Richie. And I think nobody saw it coming. But I think at the same time, every Niner fan did see it coming because he is probably the, you know, one of the better receivers on this squad that, you know, has River Craycraft on there. And I love me some River Craycraft, Washington State University. But let's be honest here. He's not a top receiver in this league. So I totally agree with you on that one. Mine's going to be a little different. Mine's DJ Jones. I love DJ Jones. I think he's really good. And I think that he's one of the integral pieces on what makes the 49ers work. And because of the 49ers in 2019, they were so good at just getting to the quarterback constantly. They never had any trouble getting to the quarterback because they had this rotation. So when Bosa's in there, you know, you've got a guy in there who's maybe not as good as Bosa, but still talented. When when Buckner wasn't in there, DJ Jones is in there. You know, when Armstead isn't in there, another guy. And the thing is, they, they've really done a great job of rebuilding this again. And, you know, finding a way to rebuild this, you know, stacked defensive line that they had before. And the ability for at any time, these guys can get hurt. And there's another guy to come in, you know, Maurice Hurst, Arden Key, like not amazing football players, right? But guys who can come in, fill that role, and continue for this team to be dominant on de- on the defensive line, which will allow for, you know, the corners to not have to sit out there with wide receivers for six, seven, eight seconds, which is just insane because that's what happens to Seattle all the time. Last year they had one of the worst pass rushes I ever watched, and their corners are sitting out there for six, seven, eight seconds. You know, you can't do anything in the league when you're trying to cover a guy who runs, you know, four three four 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 five like insane speed and you have to stand out there with him for a long time and so the biggest boon the 49ers are going to have is going to be the defensive line again and I think that they're people underappreciate just how good not just the starting guys are because they get all the credit but the backup guys are and how talented these backup guys are and just I really think and you can you can you can reply to me on this one JB I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this I think this defensive line has the potential to be 2019 good again yeah, definitely. I mean, you got Bosa coming back. You said DJ Jones, um, the the guy from the Raiders, Arden Key, uh, Kinlaw. You kid, Kinlaw, man, Kinlaw and Bosa. That's who I really want to see together. I feel like Kinlaw and Bosa could do some big things. And honestly, Kinlaw is a player that I'm really looking to see if he could take like a jump from, you know, what he was last year. He was good. He was really he was good. You've seen flashes of like, okay, he could be special. So hopefully Ken Law uh, could step it up in yeah, Like you said, DJ Jones, like when I think of DJ Jones, well, I think of that play when we were playing Seattle on Monday night uh, when he like came off the line and uh, put the center right on his butt. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> Russell Wilson right, right away. So, you know, hopefully he, he can stay healthy because I remember like he was kind of injured. He got kind of injured that Super Bowl year. And then last year, last year, was he healthy the whole year? I don't think he was healthy the whole season. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. I think that's they, they. That's why they it was weird. People were kind of surprised they resigned him because um, you know he was so injured. Uh, and so when they resigned him, it was like, yeah, we want this guy back. You know, we want this guy on our defense, even though he was hurt last year. He's still super talented. I think people are also forgetting. You know, I think D Ford's coming back. I, you know, I think that he's going to be healthy this season. I mean, I hope he's healthy all season. But I think just having D Ford on there. And the ability for D Ford and Nebucam to be, you know, rotating, having those edge pieces with probably still one of the best edge rushers in the league. Like the thing people forget, we talked a little bit about this on the show last week, is Nick Bosa is a freak, just an absolute freak. Like, people do not exist like Nick Bosa in this world. Like he is a one of a kind athlete. And anyone who's thinking that his injury is going to be a thing that we have to worry about for a long time, I just don't think that's the case. You know, I think that he's going to come back and he's still going to be Nick Bosa. And I think that. And the rest of the NFC West knows he's coming back. And I think that that's a a big 
boon for us because, you know, we got our secondary back. We got our D linebacker. I think that the linebackers is a little scary because I think, you know, I don't think that Dre Greenlaw is as good as people think he is. I think that he's made some great plays, but I think that he's not a, a, as good a coverage guy as a lot of people want to believe he is. But I mean, besides that, like they're stacked at almost every position on defense. And then, you know, the rotation is just completely insane except for a corner. And so that's a huge part of, you know, them just nobody talks about that. They talk about the stars. And so when you look at the Niners, I think people, those guys don't get enough credit for what they do. And I'm hoping, despite the fact that there's a new defensive coordinator, we'll still be, you know, rotating these guys in and out and really seeing, you know, the 2019 style. I don't know if you guys went to any games in 2019. It was insane to watch that team play. And other teams would just kind of willingly stop playing. Um, I don't know if you guys went to the Carolina game. I went to the Carolina game at, at Levi Stadium 2019. And Carolina basically by the end of that game didn't want to play anymore because Nick Bosa was kicking their ass so bad. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy um, to think that they have that power back. But uh, we'll see, obviously. The other thing I want to talk to you guys about is I want to hear your opinion on this whole Jimmy G, Trey Lance thing. I mean, are you buying the early stock that people think that Jimmy G is – better than he was the previous years. Are you buying this this talk? I'll start with you, JB. Are you buying the stock that J, that that Jimmy Garoppolo is ready to take over this team and bring him back to the Super Bowl like he did in 2019? I mean, I, I believe that he's a competitor, so I believe that he's probably very motivated and, and looks at this probably as a challenge, so he's probably extra fired up right now, definitely. I, I believe in that. Um, but, but at the end of the day, you know, the – once everything calmed down, like, you know, we know what Jimmy G is. And he, he could be – he could be – at times he could be very good, um, but we just haven't seen the consistency. So, you know, and he's not mobile. He's not mobile like like Trey is. So, you know, I just think over time, I think that, you know, Trey will separate over time. But, um, but I do believe he's fired up, you know, and, and he's probably healthier for sure. What do you think, B? What do you think of Jimmy? I got a text from one of my boys, uh, like, Jimmy G's looking yoked right now. I'm like, okay, this is comeback season uh, one-on-one right now for Jimmy G. This is my thing with him, right? I think pressure plays a big role with him. When he first came on and he had those five games that we all thought he looked great in, um, there was no pressure. The season was over. There's nothing at stake. And he was just playing loose, letting it free. You know, we talk so much about Kyle Shanahan, like the playbook. Is the playbook too big? And Kyle Shanahan just let him play. Let's let him loose. And when he finally did, you know, he, he made it seem like the playbook was reduced and he didn't have the full, you know, grasp of everything, but he still balled out and did his thing. I think there's a similar energy this year just in terms of he's not been in a position where he has any expectations on him. He already knows that the whole team is kind of making this transition. Um, he can kind of come in there and I think play very loose. And to me, I think that bodes well for Jimmy G. I think he's going to play his best football, uh, you know, injury aside. So we'll see if he can stay healthy. But I do think he's going to have a comeback season. Yeah, I mean, I think that the best thing for Jimmy Garoppolo is the fact that they got Trey Lance. I think that's going to make him a better football player in the long term. And if their plan is to start him, which sometimes, you know, some things are coming out where it sounds like, you know, he thinks he's the starter, which is great. Um, And he might even be the starter week one. I don't know if you guys know, but me and Leo have a bet that I think Trey Lance starts week one. Um, Anything can happen between now and then, obviously. I'm hearing, you know, that Trey Lance is, is good, but he still makes rookie mistakes. And that's okay. It's training camp. But when we get to the, you know, the preseason games, if he's still making rookie mistakes, then that's when I think I do want Jimmy Garoppolo to start week one. And so, you know, the conversation, you know, where people are like, well, should it be Jimmy? Should it be Trey? I don't think that's a conversation we should even be having right now. I think that, you know, I love me some. I, I love me some running quarterback. I love having a guy who can run, can do stuff with you know that that Jimmy Garoppolo can't do. But if that running quarterback doesn't have the ability to read the NFL defense he's going against, or you know the ability to get the ball downfield to guys who are open because you know he's just he's not there yet. You know it takes time to you know the NFL is is the hardest um, form of of football. Period. Like there's no form harder. And he played at an FCS school, which is you know. Not even, you know, what Ohio State level was or what, you know, Alabama level was. And so while he was playing with FCS players, there's always that chance that, you know, he's just not ready for the NFL yet. And I think that having Jimmy G is a boon for the 49ers because, you know, if he's not ready, Jimmy G can start. Do I think Jimmy G is better than Trey Lance? I think that's a weird question to to answer because I think that Jimmy Garoppolo 
is better in some ways because of the fact that he's been in the NFL for what, five, six years now. Like this isn't a NFL rookie anymore. This is a guy who's seen a Super Bowl. He's seen tons of games. He's played a bunch of different NFL teams. And so when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and you compare him to Trey Lance, the differences are huge. You know, this is a, a much taller dude in Trey Lance, much more athletic dude. And so as a fan, JB, would you want to see Trey Lance more? Would you want to see more Jimmy G if he's proven to win? Like a lot of people think, you know, he's a he's a winner. He took him to the Super Bowl. What do you think? Come on now. Everybody wants to see Trey Lance. Like we didn't <laughs> see all the all the all the the trade up, the the lead, the draft. Like we we so excited because we ready to have somebody else. So I just feel like of course we want to see I want to see Trey Lance right away. I think you're a super fan just like me and like you know, you was riding for fields, you know, that, that, that <laughs> you, you wanted to see something spectacular back there. We want to see, we done. I feel like the fans, we I, like, we done with Jimmy, like respectfully, you know, I, I respect Jimmy, what he's done, but at the end of the day, I'm ready to see something new. I hope, I wish, I hope that Trey Lance, they say he, his main thing that, that why we drafted him is like, not just cause he can run, but the main thing is the person, the maturity, all of that is, is are things that, that, people you know rave about that's what Shanahan has told us about so you know I'm just like that's where I'm, I'm ready to see you know I'm, I'm I'm being impatient I'm being an impatient fan of course you know that's the emotional side I'm, I'm just ready to see Trey right away and I feel like we got enough pieces around him to make it easy for him and yeah I want to see Trey too, but I don't want to rush the kid. He's only 21 years old. It scares me a little bit. But, yeah, I do think, you know, what we've heard, what people are talking about, it sounds like he's the real deal. It sounds like, you know, he's the future of this team. You know, if it, if it takes, you know, sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo just a little longer, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to rush this this 21-year-old kid because he could be the future of the NFL, not just the future of the, future of the 49ers. He could be the next Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's the most exciting thing about Trey Lance and why so many people are talking about him. We're going to go to a break real quick. We'll come right back. And I want to talk about some of your dream signings for this next free agent uh, period. You know, Richard Sherman, guys you want to trade for who could potentially be up for trade. Not not Julio. We talked a little bit about Julio already. But, you know, you know, do you want Sherman back? And then also I want to talk a little bit about Fred Warner's contract and if you think you're ready to pay Fred Warner. All right, welcome back. Uh, we talked a little Trey, talked a little Jimmy, talked a little Julio. Now let's talk about maybe guys who aren't on the roster yet. So – I think that a lot of people really think that there's Richard Sherman's definitely coming back. It's got to be Richard Sherman coming back. So let me let me start with you, JB. Do you want Richard Sherman back? Man, he blocked us on Twitter, so I don't know. Uh, oh, damn! <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. But honestly, um, I mean, I think Sherman Sherman is like it's like he's gonna provide great leadership and still on the field. He's still going to do his thing. He's still like, he's still going to be a good corner. It's just that he, I feel like he hasn't been able to sprint fast. Like even in the Super Bowl year, like, like the Sammy Watkins playing in, in the Chiefs game or the Devontae Adams game in the NFC championship, where it just kind of looked like his, like his, his legs didn't, like he blew a tire out. Like, you know, so that's the only thing like Sherman is kind of, you know, his physical, his physical abilities, are seem to keep on declining and he's just, he been, you know, he's injured. So, you know, that's the reason why I would say no, but, um, you know, if, if he came back, I don't know. I think it would be, it would be good. I don't know. I'm kind of indecisive about this. one. What do you think of B? Would you want Sherman back? Would you want, you know, to, to, the thing is, I think if Sherman's coming back, he's starting. That means that, you know, you've got a guy out there who might be a liability in man defense. So what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, well, if you guys saw the Chris Collinsworth PFF podcast, it seems as if uh, <laughs> that's not really going to be a possibility because John Lynch seemed to shoot that <laughs> shoot that away pretty fast so when they asked him about uh, possibly returning to the Niners. So I don't know if it's feasible, but in terms of if I want it to happen, hey, great leadership. Let's talk about what he can do instead of just knocking him so much. Great leadership, great for the locker room. Um, those are intangible things. I think, like, he knows – 
the thing is, we don't know exactly how the defense is going to look with the new defensive coordinator. Um, it seems like we got kind of a little bit out of our zone schemes or running more man concepts um, this past year. So, you know, if that's going to be the case again, I don't think that's going to suit Sherman's uh, capabilities best and what he does best. Um, so I don't know if he'd be the best fit anymore. But I do think that wherever he goes, there hasn't been interest so far. So he's got to be coming somewhere on a very, very affordable contract. And I think that, um, to your point, not a Nate, like if somebody like that, regardless of his contract, if he comes in, is he going to be, uh, you know, a happy camper sitting on the bench? Or is he, you know, I don't know if that's really going to be the case. And um, I'm not saying Emmanuel Mosley is just better than Richard. So that sounds preposterous. But right now in their careers, let's just look at it. You know, put the put the names aside, put the back of the jersey aside. Um, just looking at performance, you know, Mosley's going to play special teams. You know, Mosley, um, as you know, he didn't have a Achilles injuries coming off of so. There's a lot of things there where I would prefer just keeping with the squad that we have now and moving on a different direction. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I like the guy. He's just a, he, it's what you know. We talked about Trey Lance a little bit. It's what's between his ears. He's so smart, and I think that having a guy that smart is great for Ambry and you know for Demont Dion Lenoir. Um, and so you know, having that guy in the building, I understand he's going to want to start. I just don't want him in Seattle because of how smart he is. Because you know, he's going to help those guys. And if it's worth it for Seattle just to pay a guy, you know, their corner situation is bad enough with Akello. And I think the other guy is named Trey Flowers, who's just awful um, to the point where they do it. I just, my biggest thing with a lot of these dudes, you know, Tony Jefferson, you know, we talk about Daniel Hunter. We talk about all these guys that are, you know, free agents, you know, that could potentially come to the 49ers. I just don't want them to go to the Rams or the Seahawks. I don't want them to go to the Cardinals. If I would be willing to give them money to make sure they don't go there just because I don't want to get burned. You know, the Carlos Dunlap thing is kind of still fresh in my head. Like, I was like, I would take Carlos Dunlap, sure. You know, like, he's not terrible. But then, you know, they play the Niners. Granted, this quarterback was C.J. Beathard, who is awful. But he sacked him, you know? And the thing is, like, you kind of feel like he got burned when, you know, one of these players who is a proven vet, proven good player, or proven decent player goes to another team and, you know, makes you feel stupid for not wanting him on the 49ers. And so, you know, when you talk about any NFL player who can make this team better, I'm not going to say no as long as the money's not too crazy. I mean, if the Seahawks want to overpay, sure. But if we're not – if nobody's overpaying, JB, I mean, the sky's the limit. I just want the best football team possible because I just want to win a damn Super Bowl. For sure. I mean, yeah, I don't. I really don't know who – like who who's out there available right now. Uh, Tony Jefferson, Richard Sherman. I think a lot of people want Daniel Hunter. There's, I, there's, not, there's not a ton of big names out there, but the thing is, is like just any extra guys you can bring in because of how bad the injury situation for the 49ers was last year. I just think that, you know, looking at those guys, it's just whatever you can do to bolster a roster that really dealt with some insane injuries last year. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, like I, I'm all about adding depth um, and, and hopefully, you know, adding depth. I mean, receiver. In DB to me are just the positions where, you know, of concern. Um, I know you said we talked about Julio already, but honestly, that's 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 on on the top of my Christmas list. So you know, when you want something for Christmas, that's that's really what I want. I really don't care about anything else. I just want Julio right now. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Trust me. Um, quick, a, a couple names. I'll just throw at you guys, and you could tell me if you'd want them. Um, I I don't think this is a yes. This is uh, Mitchell Schwartz. He's a tackle. Uh, I don't think they need any more tackle depth, but what do you guys think? Man, I went I went to school with Mitchell. Man, we I went to I went to <laughs> he's a big guy, but uh, no, I don't think we need a tackle. I got Russell Okung. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. I think Russell Okung was uh, now known for being the first uh, Bitcoin player. Uh, but other for than sure. that, <laughs> it'd be good to have some depth, you know, at the offensive line. Um, but I don't know if he fits what we want to do. Offensive line is something I really don't know as much about. I'm not going to act like I do. Um, so it's like I'm not 100% sure if he would fit what we want to do. It seems like we have a clear plan on the type of players that we want to play on our offensive line. I don't know if he's at, like, you know, fleet of foot can move like that he's a big guy on his offensive line so that's pretty you know it's a given but he is a big guy um and i'm not sure if he would fit you know in that sense but um but yeah there's some other guys that are out there it's usually like you know you brought, you brought up dj jones um earlier and how much you appreciate him and think he's undervalued uh they when you look at it those are the type of guys like there's players like dj jones on so many teams that most fans don't really know about and if we can get some unsung guys who are solid um that would be great but this late in the game i'm not sure if those are there are those type of players that don't have like some sort of injury risk 
or something like that associated to their name, which is why they're available. So it's, it's a tough it's a tough game to play at this point. I feel like our team is pretty much what it is. I'm more so interested to see, like JV said, are we going to make a trade for Julio or down the road, you know, in the season, are we going to make an in-season trade uh, to bolster up a position, maybe if that's an injury or something of that nature? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I don't want to spend a ton of money on these guys just in case, you know, Julio is traded to the 49ers. But there is some names on here that, like, you know, could be decent depth. I think that they would have a better chance starting on another team, you know, just like the Richard Sherman thing, which is, you know, the number one name on people's, you know, tongues. You know, I don't even know if he's going to start. You know, I like Emmanuel Mosley, and I think Emmanuel Mosley is a better uh, man corner than Richard Sherman is right now in his career. And so, like, that's the question. And he's like, I love Melvin Ingram. I love Justin Houston. I think they're good football players. They're older guys, but they could be great for the 49ers. It's just where are they going to play? Are Because they're not going to start. Are they willing not to start? to come play on a team that's potentially a Super Bowl contender, right, JB? Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting though. Honestly, I'm I'm interested to see like Biometri was talking about like these these guys like the DJ Jones, like the the how you say Ebikan Ebikanen? Abukum, Abukum. It's Abukum. Yeah. I, I was just watching the uh the 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 they was playing the, the Saints game, like the Saints versus Rams game when like the Rams were good uh when they went to the Super Bowl. And like uh, he was he was making some plays. Like he made like he made a he made he made like a big fumble. He 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 Kamara. He hit Kamara, made him fumble. So you know, I'm I'm ready. I'm just ready to see, man. I'm ready for the season to start. I know it's hard because you know we got all these all this time till we actually start playing football. We, you know, we just have to sit here and salivate over these players. But <laughs> you know, one final guy to talk about, not free agent. You know, a guy we love to salivate over is Fred Warner, and so. You know, recently the Twitter spear has been talking about should Fred get a contract? And obviously, yeah, he should. But do the 49ers want to pay him now and figure out ways to, you know, potentially get less money on the books this year for Julio? I mean, that's the thing we're looking at with this Julio thing. And I think why Julio kind of like is shaping everything about the 49ers, you know, offseason right now and into the future is when you bring on Julio, you're bringing on about $15 million. Well, there's a backup quarterback you can cut, but I don't think they want to. And so maybe paying Fred Warner allows you to have more money for Julio this year for that big cap hit. I mean, what are you guys thinking? Do you think that Fred should get the contract now and they figure out the money? I mean, we know we have Pragmarathe, who has been consistently this amazing mind when it comes to just making sure that these contracts work for the 49ers. Are you guys ready to pay Fred and make him the best linebacker, make him the highest paid linebacker in the league? Yeah, I think I think that – um you know, the COVID and the salary cap, like, number, I feel like players are kind of aware. So if you I, – I, I would just assume that if you got a deal done right now, it will be less expensive right now than maybe next year. Um, and then, you know, when you get to one year out, that's when the, the holdouts and that's when it really becomes a big distraction. Uh, but obviously you don't have to. We don't have to do it right now. But, you know, you brought up the point of, you know, cutting Jimmy G, cutting Jimmy G and them them not wanting to do that. But I'm like, I just feel like if you could cut Jimmy G, Trey, Trey Lance, he's a big boy. He's not he, – how many rookie quarterbacks Kyler Murray has started as a rookie? They got Zach Wilson about to start. If you put – if you don't – don't we don't have to put the pressure on them. We don't have to be like, you know, we're, this is going to be our Super Bowl year. We We go into it. With the expectations, like this is a rookie quarterback, you know he's gonna be. This is a rookie quarterback. Russell Wilson started as a rookie, you know, and, and get that money for Julio, pay Fred. We good. <laughs> I agree with you. I trust me. I'm right there with you. Good point. Um, it's like a strategy, a philosophy. What do you want to do as a team? How do you want to build it? And um, you have the, the the golden egg, you know, in the NFL um, world in terms of having a rookie quarterback. Once you got that, you got to be able to, you know, you're paying, you, you have the ability to pay other positions. So we're paying the quarterback position anyways because we have Jimmy G. And if he's going to be on the bench, if that's what you're thinking from what you're seeing in camp and things like that, oh, yeah, you got to you gotta make some moves on Jimmy. Nobody's going to trade for him for a first. Nobody's going to trade for him for a second. And I think there may be pride and egos involved in terms of we can't trade him for anything less than a second. Like, but it's like, come on, man, if he's getting paid, he has a big contract. Pretty much, it's like musical chairs. They kept talking about the analogy of being left at the altar. All the teams pretty much have a quarterback. I mean, if Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down, maybe that'll be opportunity for somewhere for him to go. If Texans want to move in a direction, different direction, maybe that's the place for him to go. 
the, for the most part, everybody's kind of filled up with their slots. So I think it would be a financially responsible move to let go of Jimmy G if you think that Trey Lance is going to be the guy. And you have to because you traded up so much for him. So um, I definitely agree with JB on that one. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, we could do a lot with the money we have. Fred Warner is the type of guy who we already let go of Buckner. And you need, like, a face of the franchise. Yes, it's a linebacker position, and linebacker and running back, those are the two positions where it's like, okay, let's not invest into these positions. People get injured a lot. They're not as valuable positions. I get all that. But if you're the Minnesota Vikings, you're going to pay that money for Dalvin Cook because of what he means to your specific team. If you're the 49ers, you got to pay that money for Fred Warner because of what he means to our specific team. And I honestly love the fact that we're becoming – um, you know, in a college sense, linebacker you of the NFL um, from guys like Willis and Bowman, who I actually just saw in the airport right now and told him he was legend. Um, and then one of the next up, we were, we're building, uh, this is kind of like our identity as a team, these great linebackers and Fred Warner is the next one in line already establishing himself. And uh, I would like to see him paid and stay on the team for a long time. I want to see Fred Warner never leave, just like I never wanted to see, you know, Patrick Willis or Navarro Bowman ever leave. Like, those are my guys. Like, those are, you know, two of my favorite football players of all time. And I think Fred Warner, like, he is the face of the franchise type guy, just like Bosa, just like, you know, hopefully Trey Lance is. Like, that's the thing is, you know, in the draft, they've had misses. But when they hit, they hit franchise players like George Kittle and Fred Warner. And the thing is, is you cannot be going around not paying these guys. And that's why the Kittle contract was so big when they actually paid George Kittle because a lot of people were like, well, maybe they'll trade him and just go get someone else. And they paid George Kittle. And, you know, that's the thing is when they didn't pay Buckner, it hurt. You know, we started to think maybe this is a team that doesn't pay their, you know, superstars and they believe they can just get them through the draft. And maybe they they will to a certain extent. I think that's you can't just pay everybody. You know, it's impossible in the NFL to just pay everybody. But the 49ers need to figure out between now and the season, or even just this season, you know, what, how the money's going to go for Fred. Because Fred's going to want a lot, and I think that they cannot let Fred leave this team. He has to be part of this organization for a long time. And, you know, George Kittle said specifically, you know, we're talking about a little bit about Trey Lance. He said, you know, Trey doesn't look like a rookie quarterback. He looks like better than a rookie quarterback. And I think that that's something that people need to listen to a little bit too is, you know, there's a chance we get to the preseason and Trey's just better. And I think that's what a lot of people are hoping. I think that's what you two are hoping for sure. But, you know, if he's not and they have to make the decision, do we throw a rookie out there to the dogs, even with our insane defense? Or do we keep Jimmy out there and have him play – you know, a couple games. And then the other question, which I think is going to be something we'll come to later on as we get closer to the season is, you know, what do we do if Jimmy's, if Jimmy's not good, you know, how fast do they move off him if they do start him, you know, like where does that come? Cause the bye week is like week six. So, you know, if they're five and two, do you decide to get rid of them? What do you do? And I think that the Niners are in this weird position. And I think that so many people, podcasters, Twitter people, talking in circles about this. And I think that it's a product of the 49ers being an organization that was so close to winning the Super Bowl. And I think that when you look at why they lost the Super Bowl, yeah, quarterback play comes into it, you know, but the Chiefs were really, really good in that fourth quarter. They played really, really good football. I'm not going to blame the refs like a lot of people, but I think the Niner fans just want to win this one Super Bowl. And if Jimmy G is the guy who can win it for him, sure, but I don't, I'm with you guys. I don't think it's Jimmy G. I think it's Trey Lance. But at the same time, a rookie quarterback's never won the Super Bowl. So would you guys be good with starting a rookie quarterback this season, you know, despite the fact one's never, ever won a Super Bowl? What about you, B? Uh, I see a story, uh, a world in which, um, you know, our first preseason game is against the Chiefs, second one against the Chargers, third one is against the Raiders. I guess you just play the AFC West aside from the Broncos. It's kind of interesting. Um, but I could definitely see a scenario where the first two games is maybe neck and neck. They're both playing well or doing okay. But in that third game, I could see, you know, maybe Trey Lance getting a lot of opportunities during that game. And the Raiders have such a terrible and, you know, young defense that I could see Trey Lance balling. I mean, I think he's a good player, you know, to begin with. But um, that serves up a good story for him to just ball out against the lost Oakland Raiders and uh, do his thing. And, uh, you know, from there, it, it, the confidence – you can make an argument that the reason we even got Trey Lance is because the public 
uh, sentiment was that, you know, Mac Jones was just not the move. And you can argue and debate that. We can talk about that. We can, I don't want to get on that Mac Jones train again, but that's definitely been something that's been thrown out there. So again, if the public sentiment is that like, okay, Trey Lance has proven that he is the better quarterback from these preseason games, not just practices, which we can't see the full picture of, but from these preseason games that he's a better quarterback. Um, I think it's a good sign to kind of like let him take the reins. That's kind of like what Russell Wilson did to a certain extent. You know, he kind of wasn't supposed to be the guy and took advantage of the opportunity and his play dictated the, you know, his opportunity. And I think that's something that can happen, but Trey's got to put in the work. And another thing is like, how is Jimmy going to look? Cause if Jimmy looks decent, that makes things a little bit more harder because they're going to want to trade him. And I don't think they're going to get the value that, uh, he honestly probably deserves. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think this is more dependent on Jimmy playing okay or not that well than it is on Trey playing well. Cause I feel like Trey's going to do his thing. What do y'all think? What do you uh, What do you yeah. think, JB? I think Trey Trey should do well. Like, I mean, honestly, I but it, I am very interested to see him in his first preseason game. Like, I'm I'm just interested. Like, like, like I like Trey Lance, but like, like, like the last time you know we seen him, what do they say? You 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 is bet you only as good as your last time or whatever. And like the last time we seen him was against the the game this year. I know it was the COVID year. I know it was. You know, I know it was hard circumstances, but he didn't have a good game. And so, you know, I'm just really interested to see him in, you know, first preseason game, just really interested to see, you know, how he comes out. Um, you know, I hope, I hope he comes out and balls so he can make this a, a easy decision. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is it feels like we're, you know, it almost feels like we're talking in circles. I think that's why this is kind of felt like a more of a discussion just between, you know, three friends than a podcast is because, like, you know, it, it, everything is so reliant on who the quarterback is of this team. You know, you talk about Fred Warner's contract. Well, who's the quarterback? Where's the money for the quarterback going? You know, you talk about, you know, players, you know, who aren't getting a lot of money that maybe need more money. It's the quarterback. And that's the thing is, like, you know, we can – guess a million times on Twitter. We can guess a million times on a podcast. We can do all that. But ultimately, it's Kyle Shanahan's choice. And I think that, you know, B, you hit you hit something there right there. Russell Wilson. I think we're about to see Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott happening again. And I've said this a bunch of times on this show. I think that we're going to get to these preseason games against the Los Oakland Raiders, like you said, or the Kansas City Chiefs, or the Chargers, whoever those games are against. I don't remember who all the preseason games are. We're going to see them play those games. And I think that Jimmy's going to come out. He'll be fine, average quarterback. But there's going to be some wow plays, some plays that just blow your mind away, where you're just like, oh, my God, like, this is the guy. This is the difference between going to the Super Bowl and losing in the fourth quarter and going to the Super Bowl and winning in the fourth quarter. Guy who can make insane plays. And I think that that's why 49er fans are so – talking about this constantly it never stops this is a conversation that literally never stops we're constantly talking about it because i think you guys can agree with me on this it really feels like they were one play away from winning a super bowl and they were one guy away from winning a super bowl and i think that's what kyle said and i think that's the only reason you trade all those picks for a quarterback because you want to move off and you'll know, go get a guy whether julio is the quarterback the you, you know wide receiver one or not this team's ready to win now and I think that if they don't win the Super Bowl in the next five years, man, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I'm going to feel pretty depressed. I don't know about you guys. Hey, man, I ain't going to lie. Nate, man, you're scaring me because when people when I get those high expectations like this, <laughs> I, I get scared. I get scared. Like, like I feel like the Russell Wilson's like he didn't – nobody was tripping about him in Seattle. And he just came up and started killing. So now I'm like, damn. I'm kind of scared now. I ain't going to lie. You don't know what show you're on, man. This is the hype show. We, we are, we're hyped all the time here. That's all we do is hype. This is the hype train. B, what do you think, man? Yeah. Yeah, get on the board, man. The hype train, the trade train. We got to make it happen. No, I think um, we definitely – it's tough because you want to set up trade for the best position for him to be successful. And, you know, just being honest, like the pressure plays a role in all this. We don't know how all those things are going to look at. But the one thing I will say to, to JB's point about, like we, his last game wasn't so good and all those sort of things. One thing that Trey objectively adds to our team is the running dynamics. And when you add that to Kyle Shanahan, like that, it isn't, you know, he can hit the ground running day one and be a dynamic runner and add something that teams aren't ready for with our offense. 
you know, like that was kind of a big, a big part of the cap effect. Like teams just hadn't prepped against it. I know it's a new NFL where it's more mobile quarterbacks and things of that nature. And Trey Lance isn't, you know, um, we'll see how he is athletically and whatnot. But I think it's objective that he's going to be able to be able to do a read option and the team's going to have to actually respect the quarterback on that. Like that's, the, uh, that's objective. So when you add that to the running game that Shanahan already has developed, that's something that I don't think is talked about enough. It's not just about traceability as passer. Like that's gonna, that's gonna, you know, I think Niner Nate is looking pretty optimistically at that. I am as well. But really, even if he has 15 to 18 passes a game, kind of does what he did at North Dakota State. I think we can be effective that way because we can have so much of an advantage with uh, our running game and the running backs we have and the, the offensive line that we have and, of course, Kyle Shanahan. So that's what I'm excited about. I'll give you guys one more buy before we leave the show. One more thing I'm buying in on. If we get the best Jimmy Garoppolo possible, the number one best he's ever been because of this Trey Lance thing, I'm down with him starting. Just because if he's the best Jimmy Garoppolo ever we've ever seen, there's no way that anyone can ever say that they didn't give Jimmy Garoppolo a chance. Because a lot of people tend to think, you know, you know, the Niners haven't given Jimmy Garoppolo a chance. They went out and got, you know, tried to get Tom Brady. They tried, they went out and got Trey Lance. If this pushes that guy to go out there and play his best football, it helps us because not only can we trade him, you know, for a better pick, but, you know, it looks better on the 49ers organization. They didn't just give up on Jimmy. And I think a lot of people thought they were giving up on Jimmy when they decided to trade at three. And I don't think that's ever what it was. I think that they're just frustrated. Like me, like you, JB, like you, B, we're all frustrated with the fact that this team got to a Super Bowl and didn't win. Like, come on. Like, how bad does that feel? To go to a Super Bowl and not win? Like, that's the thing. They got there. We saw them there. We saw them with the lead, and then they didn't win. And so, you know, if this pushes, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo to just hit that next that next stop, that, that get past that next barrier, I'm down with him starting if that's what it comes down to. But like you said, they got something special. They have a very special athlete. And they have a money situation that it also is going to shape this decision, you know, just from all the different things we signed. The guys we want to sign, Julio, get Fred Warner a contract. We want to get Nick Bosa a contract. All these things that are stopping them from really, you know, potentially wanting to keep him around. Whether or not you like the guy or not, he's probably a nice dude. But, I mean, it's, I just don't know what this, where, where Kyle's mind is. He's so secretive. He's so secretive. And it feels like, you know, I love to see Jimmy be good, but – it just feels like it's a lot of pomp and circumstance until I see it on a football field. Yeah. Nine and eight, man. I, look, Jimmy G, if he plays the best he's ever played, that's really the only scenario in which he should start. Because if it's close, then Trey should take the job. Because like JV was saying earlier, let's just lead into the future. Ask the expectations. Ask the big lofty goals and what we're going to do this year in Super Bowl team or Super Bowl bus. Let's just roll with Trey if that's the case. And they're on the same playing field and we think that you know, they both give us an equal chance to win the same amount of games. But if Jimmy's playing great, then yeah, for sure he could start. But in terms of like us giving him a chance, I personally feel a little, this is, I mean, it's professional sports. It's, it's a business, man. At the end of the day, like he's going to pay $27 million, regardless of like, if we gave him a fair opportunity or not, like his contract is what it is that he signed. And it's like, I don't think, um, you know, I think those things speak for themselves. Like, He's done his role. Jimmy G's been great for us. He's been a perfect bridge quarterback in a lot of ways. And I think, like, you know, you had this question earlier about the underappreciated players. Um, I, I was kind of thinking for a second that you could go the Jimmy G direction because he's been getting a lot of slander lately, um, primarily due to his availability. But at the end of the day, like, he helped us become relevant again. He helped us get to this next level of where we're at right now. And that should not be taken for granted. And I definitely want to, you know, give him his flowers and, and give him the shout outs and appreciate him. But at the same time, like, he's been paid a lot of money to do that. So I don't think like, you know, in terms of being appreciated or, you know, how it looks and giving him a chance, Hey man, he's got the contract. He had every opportunity. It's a business. And if we think we're ready to move on, then let's move on. We already, we already are moving on. The question is when really, let's be, let's be real about it. The question is when, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely of the mindset of like, let's get this thing started now because let's say perfect uh, ideal scenario, like Niner Nate was just playing out. All right, let's, let me give you this scenario. Jimmy G plays great. He's doing his thing. We win the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Then what? <laughs> like, then what? He's, he, we, we give him up next year. And let, like, what, what happens in that scenario? You know, like, I, I know ultimately the goal is to win the Super Bowl, but my whole point is, let's if, if we're ushering on this new generation with Trey Lance, this new era with Trey Lance, and we've traded up all these picks to do it, let's start it. 
Because if we, I mean, what's the point of waiting? The only benefit of waiting is if it's a benefit to him. But if he's ready, then let's go. Yeah, let's go. And I mean, if we win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, I'll deal with them problems. When I, that, those are the things I'm to deal with. So, you know, I, I'll be like, whatever, let's deal with that. Um, thing about Jimmy G, I'm going to say is like he's been on the roster, what, for three and a half years? And basically one healthy year. And the uh, other two years, man, was pretty much terrible years. Like, you know, we football, NF, we 49er fans. We look forward to Sundays. And two of these years with Jimmy G, by, I don't know, week six, week seven, it's like the, the season just isn't fun anymore because we got we got to look at Beathard and Mullins all the time. And so, you know, I just feel like, like I don't know how he could be so upset about that. Like, he's only had one healthy year. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Hey, I mean, like you said, B, specifically, I think that, you know, we have to appreciate for what Jimmy G did for the franchise, but at the same time, like you just said, JB, it's time to move off of a guy if he's not the guy. And I think that the only reason Jimmy Garoppolo should be on this roster come week one is if he's playing the best football of his life, you know, even better than 2019, which, you know, he had some above average games, but I need to see a lot more from Jimmy G before I believe that we should, you know, spend that money on Jimmy G instead of getting out and getting Julio and paying Fred and paying Bosa. And that's the thing. It's like the money is the most important thing right now. And, you know, whether Trey is ready or not, like we'll find ways to win with Trey. I just, there's just so many scenarios we could talk about. And the problem is, is everything you talk about with the 49ers, it always comes back down to the quarterback, no matter what. And then, you know, that's, that's where we had to, where we had to talk about today. But Hey guys, before we go out, I want you to talk about your stuff. Where can people find you? Where can people check out your show? All that stuff. Go for it. All right, what was youtube.com slash 49x365. Uh, we just started, so we got a few episodes on there. Um, we on Twitter, uh, 49x365. Um, the iTunes and all that stuff, it isn't, I don't, like I did the little anchor thing, so I don't think it's synced yet. But um, So, yeah, YouTube, Twitter, uh, yeah, man, we, we, we out here. Guys, if you can, um, we're definitely going to work on giving y'all content all the time. Uh, I'm definitely hopped in on uh, Locker Room and all those various platforms. So just look out for 49365, baby. We back. Appreciate you, Donna Nate, for having us on. I apologize again for the technical difficulties, me being at the airport and uh, dealing with the, the public Wi-Fi here. But I appreciate the opportunity. Uh look forward to hopefully doing it again soon in the right situation, back in the studio in L.A., making it happen. Um, so definitely appreciate you. And uh, JB, let's do it episode this week and uh, give people what they want let's do it absolutely guys thanks for coming on i really appreciate you uh if you want to check out any of the other shows on niners nation podcast number go to the niners nation check it all out we do a different show every day you know wednesday show kp and akash can't go wrong with those guys me and leo will be back next week with another guest and you know who knows what's happening between now and then maybe julio jones gonna be a 49er that'd be a dream scenario you never know what's gonna happen go niners Go get Julio, and let's figure out the rest from there because there's a lot to figure out, a lot to talk about, and I think the Niners are just getting started. We'll see you next week.